You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Trip Radio artist interview. I am on the line with Tommy Kessler, a local singer-songwriter with a growing catalog, and he's also playing with some of your favorite local bands. He's everywhere. He is literally everywhere. Tommy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Tell me about your current project. You've already amassed quite a catalog, most of which is out on Bandcamp. How long have you been playing and uh, releasing music under your own name? Yeah, so it all started with me picking up the electric guitar when I was nine. Um, and around the same time, I was wanting to write stuff pretty much from the get-go. So my parents got me a little interface to record in GarageBand. And from there, just kind of self-taught myself to produce and record things and audio engineering ins and outs and that sort of junk. And then I didn't put out my first real project under my name until I think it was 2015. Put out an album called Vatten. That was kind of the first foray into releasing music and being, you know, a little serious about it. But I was still in college and um, ended up not studying music like I thought. What did you end up getting a degree in? I studied philosophy. Oh, no way. It was fun. I loved it so much. Did your studies in philosophy end up impacting your music in any way? Yeah. I mean, it definitely just got me interested in using art as a medium for asking questions, I think is one way maybe it influenced things. Um, Just because, you know, the whole point of philosophy was just, not the whole point, but a big part of it for me was just learning what questions to ask and how to ask them more effectively. Um, And I think that just kind of influenced everything I did outside of it. That was big. And then I guess the sorts of ideas I talk about in the songs, perhaps, or sing about. I studied a lot of existentialism, and I feel like once you kind of dip your toe into that, everything becomes angsty. (laughs) When it comes to existential questions, how does that specifically manifest in the lyrics to your songs because they feel abstract but at Uh the same time I get the sense that they can be rather specific. Do you have any songs that are about uh, specific people? That's a good question. I mean everyone has like their sad breakup songs and I've got I've got those that are I guess are about people but beyond that I don't really think too much about who's narrating my songs. You used the word abstract earlier and even in terms of like songs having a narrator I think I kind of disconnect myself from them in some ways just let the ideas exist on their own and be abstract and weird and moody or whatever you want to call it but at the same time that I'm thinking about it a lot of my songs even just in the titles have a lot of eyes and me's so I guess at the same time as it's not fully connected to me it isn't a very literal linguistic way that I'm using I and me so um, a lot of my lyrics too in terms of my loose process for writing songs lyrics tend to come toward the end of the process so a lot of times as I have a full instrumental done I'm writing to whatever the mood of that instrumental is what I think it could be about just sonically and in that process i have a lot of moments where i'm just improvising stuff which usually doesn't make it onto the final recording but it does sometimes just stream of consciousness i need lyrics at the end of the day and then i kind of refine it from there
and you play all of the instruments on your albums, correct? Yeah, I mean, drums are kind of, uh, it's a lot of sampling and uh, programming drums and stuff like that. I've never recorded live drums for any of my projects, so it's a combination of a lot of different sources, but everything else is me, yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, especially when you when you get to the later works like Mortal Love. Not to disparage your previous works, but I feel like you really have reached another level with that double EP. Is that also your feeling as well, or do you feel like there were things that you left undone with Mortal Love, or things that you still feel like you could improve on? I think I'm somebody who's always trying to be better than whatever I did last. I don't know if that happens every time. Mortal Love, to me, does feel special. It's an interesting one, though, because it's so production heavy it's like 90 percent impossible to play live now so as much as i love mortal love part of me is like maybe i could have dumbed down certain things we could actually pull it off in a different setting but it's a fun challenge though i mean the songs we have played live it's really fun me and anna and logan uh, they're my bandmates the three of us having to like figure out who's gonna play what and how is this gonna work and anna and i working out all right, this synth part needs to translate to a bass and a guitar now, so who's going to cover that part while these three other parts are happening that we can't touch? Uh, it's kind of like a puzzle. I love that part of the process, so I can't really complain. Sounds like you need a bigger band. I have a keys player for a show in March, and I'm excited to see what that does. So do you get any kind of feedback from your bandmates on the stuff that you record yourself or any of your friends? What are their takes? I think people like it. The main feedback I get is that it sounds like me, and that's probably the nicest thing anyone could possibly say, I think, about anyone's art is that it sounds like them. When it comes to your influences, though, I mean, I'm guessing that you do have some. Uh, Just throwing it out there, there are a lot of parts of your music that feel very proggy to me, Mm -hmm. other parts that feel very power poppy. Sometimes I feel like I am listening to like a punk rock version of Phil Collins. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, just just shoot. Tell me tell me who you are drawing from for yeah. your personal inspiration. The biggest one, I, I've been listening to the Beatles since I was three years old. I had a yellow submarine themed bedroom for the first 10 years of my life. And I don't know if there are specifical musical lines you can necessarily draw, but I think just their spirit of experimenting and being willing to just be very weird affected me very early on. So I, I think that's a big one. More recently, I'm a huge Jack White fan, and I think that comes through in a lot of the guitar playing specifically. So he's a big one. And then outside of rock, I listen to a lot of rap music. I think hip-hop production is probably one of the biggest influences on me. Uh, I'm a really big fan of Tyler the Creator. Is probably the main person that I'm drawn to, and he's another person where he does most of it on his own, to my understanding. And um, you listen to one of his songs, and you immediately know it's him. And that's, I think, what I'm kind of going for. And I I've always appreciated that about him specifically. Yeah, and there's uh, there's quite a bit of hip-hop percussion and production cribbing going on on Mortal Love, which I just keep coming back to just because I like it so much. Thank you. As far as the album art goes, and just your general presentation, noticing a very consistent color palette. Yes. Purples, oranges, whites. Is there a logic behind that, or do you just like those colors? I wish there was more of a story behind it. A lot of it's the Jack White influence. All of his projects have color schemes, and just being obsessed with him since middle school or whenever I first found the white stripes. I just thought it would be cool. I decided that color scheme my senior year of high school and just stuck with it. Didn't really put a ton of thought into it and I wish I had in hindsight so I'd have something more interesting to share it with you last that. No, that's fine. And you know, I'm sure if we asked Jack White why he picked white and red, if, if, he, if he wasn't feeling snarky, he'd probably say the same thing. What I've always appreciated about color schemes is it just coheres things in a way that creates a little world that the music can 
can live in. And I always find that interesting, just all the outside aesthetic influences and how they affect how people listen to music. I think the visuals are undervalued. I ate Judas and the Leth, going about forgiveness in awful ways. I am Mary and the Leth, pouring perfume on those who enter. Let's, uh, let's turn to the comp that you put together and talk a little bit about that. You released a comp at the end of uh, 2020, the Wiener Tape. I'm looking at the credits for that and every single song on it has you credited as the, the remix artist. I'm guessing you produced every track on this album. Yeah, I started that last July. I was bored at my grandma's lake house up in Michigan and just on Instagram put out a feeler, hey, any artists want me to do a remix for free because I want stuff to do. And a couple bands reached out and then Logan my drummer, they're also in the band Pink Squeeze, who are fantastic. They're one of the remixes I did. Logan was like, you should do a compilation of these songs you've been working on. I was like, that could be cool. But I'd probably need to start asking artists myself to have a little bit more of a collection to warrant a full compilation. So I started asking bands that I'd seen live, just messaging them on Instagram, like, hey, I'm doing this project. It's to raise money for Brave Space Alliance. Would you be interested in contributing? And every artist I asked said yes. Every artist I asked approved of their remixes and worked with me to get them to a place where they felt comfortable with them. So I tried to keep it colla as collaborative as possible, even with me producing everything. But yeah, it was just bands sending me their stems and I'd kind of find an idea and roll with it for every song. Oh, that's very cool. And you have some cool and upcoming bands on here. Calico Loco, Pink Squeeze, who you mentioned. Okay, cool. Gosh Diggity, who we've previously had on the podcast. Oh, nice. Who else? Cut Your Losses. A lot of cool bands. And as I understand, you play in a couple of those bands. Is that correct? The only one I'm full-time is I'm OK Cool's live guitarist. So I'm not recording or writing anything, but for their live shows, um, they let me join them, and it is such a pleasure. So why is the comp called The Wiener Tape? I live across from The Wiener Circle, which is my favorite hot dog place in Chicago. I was walking past it one day, was trying to think of like a Chicago-themed name that would be funny. And then it's amazing because the night that the Wiener Tape came out, a month prior, I emailed the Wiener Circle like, hey, it'd be funny if you guys let me have a release party. And they were like, yeah, sure, go for it. So I threw a whole release party at the Wiener Circle for the Wiener Tape, and it was amazing. Cool. And you actually earned some money for Brave Space Alliance in the process. Yeah, we raised a little over $600, I think. That's pretty respectable for an indie comp. Yeah, I was, I was thrilled. You know I need ya. You know I want ya. Mama, I need you, I need you in my life. You know I need you, you know I want you. Mama, I need you, I need you in my life. You know I need you, you know I want you. Mama, I need you. So do you think you're going to be doing more comps in the future? People have asked if there's going to be a second one, and I don't know. I think I just need a break from my own things for, for a hot sec. Oh, okay. But you're still releasing another album in yes. 2023, right? Yeah. Uh, I have a new album called Bite the Hand coming out March 3rd. We have a release show at G-Man the night after uh, with Nora Marks and Pretty Pleased playing as well. Well, Tommy, this has been really fun uh, hearing about all of your projects past and present and future. Thanks again for taking time to speak with me for the Chirp Radio Artist Interview Series. Again, this is Mick talking with Tommy Kessler. Thanks again for your time, Tommy. Thank you. Could be today So let's all be hosts and drink up just like This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. 
You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.